This is a Maybe You Like It production. To find more productions, including podcasts, radio plays, and stage plays, visit www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Well, this is just something I worked up. Uh, I'll do it for you. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Hello, I'm Jake, and this is the Maybe You Like It podcast, the podcast where we take a play or film that has never been staged before or is never likely to be staged again, and we talk about how we stage it. As always, I'm joined by Caleb. Hello. And this week we're joined by actor and, in his own words, podcast adjacent, James Acker. Hello, boys. Let's make some theatre. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so this week we are talking about 50 First Dates. Mm, yeah. Who wants to tell us about 50 First Dates, James? I would be delighted to... <laughs> Um, it's not a good film, but we're not going <laughs> to dwell on that much. We're going to stage it. So, what can I say about Fifty First Dates? I'll summarise it because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that is, that is, this is the thing you're doing right now. Um, okay, so let me set the scene. I haven't said anything of use yet. Um, <laughs> this is all buffer. Let me set the scene. Really get us all into it. Right, so there's this montage at the beginning where all these women are talking about this guy who who they had an amazing weekend with. You don't know it's the same guy yet. They're all just talking. Like, women across the globe are talking about this man. They've shared a wonderful weekend with him, slash month with him, slash week with him. And then it turns out that they're all talking about the same guy. That guy's Henry Roth. Cut to... Adam, Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending to be a spy. <laughs> Pretending to be a spy because he always has an excuse to to make women never speak to him again. Um, <laughs> so one of them is a spy. At which point he actually does a great joke because he forgets her name. Yeah. And she's like, my name's Jenny. And he's like, I changed your name for your own protection. <laughs> which is a solid gag. Um, that's very funny. Most of the film isn't. But <laughs> it's fine. Um, what happens next? Okay, so Adam Sandler works at an aquarium? Kind of like a, a sea marine world. life. Yeah, he it's has a sidekick in the form of Willy the Penguin and Joko the Walrus. Joko the Walrus is very well trained. He did so many tricks in this film. I really enjoyed it. We'll talk about that. And he goes to this cafe and he sees this woman making a house out of waffles. And he goes and talks to her. And then the woman, by the way, is... The actress. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. She's on the poster, so you know she's important. And they, like, have a great date, and then he leaves. And then the next day, he goes and talks to her again. What? She doesn't remember who he is. And you're like, hmm, something fishy's going on here. Turns out, Drew Barrymore forgets everything that's ever happened to her before a car accident from, like, a year ago. And that made it really difficult to film this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would come on set every day and they'd be like, okay. Um, and so she had this car accident when she was picking a pineapple with her dad for his birthday. And so she can't remember anything before this car accident. So every day she wakes up and she thinks it's her dad's birthday again. And they go um, along with it. And they all go along with it. So, like, her dad and her brother... It's kind of cute. They, like, reset her life every day. Like, they put out the same newspaper kind every creepy, single day. Kind of really creepy. Kind of really weird. You know? Black Mirror, White Bear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that. It's, and that's not presented as, like, a sweet Honestly, thing they do for her yeah. benefit. <laughs> yeah. And so they reset every day so that she can wake up and always think it's her dad's birthday. And, like, every day she gives him the birthday present. And then, like, 
they like wrap it up again so she can give it to him the next day because she still thinks it's the birthday and so on and so on adam sandler meanwhile is still what's his character's name can i I jump in there i just confused because like they wrap up the same present every day but also she doesn't remember the day before so they could just give him a different present every day sure yeah no because she's no because she she presumably made the present oh already got it okay before that does make sense yeah (laughs) don't you go picking holes also this plot summary has taken five minutes and and it's gonna be longer um we're only in the first Act. Well, let's let's Retreat. speed it along. Right. Okay. So Adam okay. Sandler goes on, or, or, so he he chases after this woman. Well, he doesn't chase after her. He's romancing her. Yes. Sort of, but she doesn't like, remember every day. So he he has to woo her slash court her every single day from scratch. Um, her family are like, stay away from my daughter slash sister. Yeah. And he's like, no. And then eventually they like him, so that's fine. And then, they realize he's, he's oh they realize he's genuine. Like, yeah, yeah. Then they go and visit the clinic. Um, of the doctor that kind of is the one that diagnosed her memory issue Um, and they find out a bit more about the sort of issues around that memory loss and they meet a guy called 10 Second Tom who only (laughs) has the memory of 10 seconds which at first they handled relatively sensitively whilst making it it funny (laughs) Um, Uh, then Adam Sandler has an idea to make it so that every single day rather than trying to lie to her they give her her memory at the beginning of every single day by yeah. showing her a videotape that tells her all about um, the, accident. What, the accident and what's happened in the last year yeah. and where she's at with the relationship she's in and that kind of develops over time and then she realises that she thinks she's holding Adam Sandler back because basically like he wanted, he wanted to go and do other stuff with his life he wanted to travel the world or whatever but he can't because he can't leave her for an extended period of time because she won't remember who he is Yeah. then eventually they kind of reconcile all of that and um, he, he marries her and has a kid and they go and travel the world and he shows her a videotape every single day first thing every single day so she doesn't freak out when she wakes up next to a man yeah. she's never met before and then she meets her daughter every day Yeah. which we'll talk about later Yeah. that's we wild important subplot um, Drew Barrymore's brother what's her character's name Lucy Lucy's brother Doug was in the running for Mr. Honolulu <laughs> And I do want to discuss this. But he got, he got, and he got disqualified because his whole character is muscles. <laughs> also, Honolulu is the main island, right? Yeah. They're not on the main island. Um, no, there seems to be a population of like eight. <laughs> they're on one of the smaller islands, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because otherwise there'd be millions of establishing shots of the Hilton. Yeah. That's the only thing. Maybe he island. went to Honolulu for the competition. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm. Stop trying to pick holes, Jay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's the only problem with the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... We're going to put this in our hypothetical theatre. Yeah. Um, what ideas do we have? My thought currently is we make this a kind of physical theatre piece, like a frantic mm. assembly Ooh, kind of thing. That's, that's where I'm going with it. I will, I'm happy to expand on that. I'm happy to well, not depending on what your thoughts are. I mean, are. mine could fit into that, but I did have an idea. So we mentioned off-pod about that there would probably need to be some change of how we work this story because the second half is, of this film is pretty decent but the first half is a lot of just Adam Sandler yeah. like doing his thing and it's which is why and it's creepy and bad and not funny <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is why just now when we did the plot summary we spent five minutes on the first half and then 30 seconds on the yeah, second half the second yeah, half yeah, is yeah, coherent yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my my thought was so the film is kind of at least for the start is told from Adam Sandler's perspective his character's perspective <laughs> mm. and then um, and it's kind of all about like him meeting this woman falling in love with her and finding out about her condition or whatever would it be more interesting to tell the story from Drew Barrymore 
character's perspective. I wrote this down as well. Um, and my yeah. thought was, even you don't even do the first day she meets Adam Sandler, but you can begin... Kind of the fun thing about it, right, is that you have this continual cycle of days where she doesn't remember anything. And in film, you can just cut between them or whatever, and that's fun. But in theatre, kind of a la uh, Stoppard's travesties, you can redo scenes that you've done before, yeah. but you can change them slightly to see a different understanding of them. Mm -hmm. And I think you could start where maybe like three months into her already knowing Adam Sandler and kind of maybe even like that, the one where she has that first bad day and she like realises that um, she you know she's realised she's been lied to or whatever and the dad yeah. and the brother have obviously dealt with this before but Adam Sandler's never dealt with it before yeah. and you see that you could begin there and then you could go backwards in time and tell him first meeting her and then you could go and you could play with the sort of temporality yeah, I was of the thinking story that, I was thinking that as well neither of you have raised the obvious choice which is beachfront theatre <laughs> The, the famous art form. The famous <laughs> art form. Um, Frantic Assembly are yet to do anything on the beach. Yeah. I feel like it could be an avenue. Have for you them. ever been to the Minac Theatre in Cornwall? No. This is on the beach. It's cut into the cliff yeah. face and looks out over the sea. Mmm. Like a Roman. Well, I'd say that, but it's not going to be very Hawaii vibes if it's in Cornwall. All right, well. I think it will have to be a place. Hawaiian beach. <laughs> you're, you're right, really, it's a destination show. <laughs> <laughs> They've really missed the trick here. You know, Fr Frantic went to Australia. They devised a show. Yeah. Devised and they many shows. And, and they've, they've never do 50 done, first dates. They've never been on the beach. And like, they've never been on, on the beach. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think these things can work together. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... I, I completely agree. I think we cut basically the whole first act. Yeah. We cut the nonsense with, like, here's Henry, what a womanizer. Like, we can work that in later. I think you're right. We open with that first bad day. That was the first time the film engaged me I think and so I think that's the first time we should engage the audience mm. and then we can have this we can introduce this concept through her eyes and then the reason why I was thinking about this kind of it doesn't even need to be physical particularly but I'm thinking about the idea of like we can't do montages but this film relies on the idea of a repetition but what we can do is do that thing that a lot of plays do in this style which is have more than one actor at various moments play that character um, so for example I haven't seen it but in people places and things I know there's a scene where all the other actors put on a wig and we don't actually necessarily have to do the wig thing no we're but they, wig. But they, but they <laughs> putting on a the latex wig. mask of Drew Barrymore <laughs> <laughs> but they play different stages of a woman going through withdrawal from a drug yeah. for example yeah. all at the same time Yeah, and so my idea would be that, like, we for things like showing her waking up 20 times mm -hmm. and reacting slightly differently, that kind of stuff, I think that would be interesting to have it happen simultaneously or kind of almost like like a round yeah. sort of thing on stage at once. You do it in the round, you have Adam Sandler in the middle, and you have eight women playing that character, and he goes to every single one in turn <laughs> and has the same conversation. <laughs> That's very good. And we actually cast Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone other than Adam Sandler is believably attractive enough. So. <laughs> mm. that, I mean, this no, film, I like that. Yeah, the so. film roasts him yeah. consistently. Yeah. But it roasts him in like a, hey, I'm Adam Sandler. I, I, can, I can be cool with myself kind of way. I mean, his whole comedy career is based on him roasting himself. Yeah. yeah but a, then also somehow being with very attractive women all the time. Mm. There's a part where she, um, it's like discovered that she has dreams about him every night and actually actually sort of does remember him 
Um, and she like has done loads of paintings of him, but she doesn't know who he is every day. And one of the paintings is just a man with an egg for a head. <laughs> when, when that scene That's happened, so good. They I roasted was, him. I, I, I said out loud, "Oh, she's painted him," and it like it went past the paintings. There's one of him with a really good like cut jawline. It's like, yeah. oh, and she made his jawline better. And then it's one of him with a very like overt Jewish nose. Like, oh, and then and then she did that one. <laughs> That one. Well, something. the egg thing is a reference to the one of the times when she, she him an egg, there's a lot of egg stuff happening. That's what it <laughs> there's is. A lot, there's a lot of egg stuff happening. She hits him in the head, and then the doctor says his head is like an egg. Yeah, that's yeah. What, not a lot of egg, a lot of egg stuff. <laughs> I was d- did I miss? <laughs> no, it was, that, it was a lot of egg stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I really like the multiple moments happening at once, using multiple actors for that. Yeah, I think doing that, telling them from from her perspective my other thought was so currently it's obviously a fun light rom-com there is a potential here and I'm very happy to not do this to change the genre to a kind of psychological thriller because you have this <laughs> you have this whole plot where Adam Sandler is making her these videotapes every day to tell the story of their relationship and for her to see that but then we find out later that she's been writing her own journal of everything that happened so she can look back on it in her own words. Yeah. What if you begin to she begins to see a discrepancy between <gasps> the two and she realizes that because Adam Sandler has this control over her memory that like it starts off fine and he's just a fine he's a nice guy he's just trying to but then whenever they have like an argument or something he can just cut that out of her life and she'll never know that it happened. Yeah, that's very scary. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And okay, so how about how about do we still want the dad and the brother character? Yeah. Or we maybe make this just a two-hander. Ooh, oh. Ooh. Um, well, like I said, I feel like Doug's Mr. Honolulu subplot <laughs> is pretty essential. Because what I'm thinking is if we if we introduce it, as we've said, in that kind of three months in stage, mm-hmm. and then the only thing would be at what point, what motivates Adam Sonner to sorry, <laughs> what motivates Henry to stop change his mind and instead of reconstructing it start making the tape so I think we would still have to have the family in it somehow yeah, yeah. but I'm thinking is that they don't is the, it, the, the it's difficult in the film to make that sinister change I think yeah. because you have to show him all the time and it's from his perspective and all this kind of stuff whereas yeah, if you make it fully from her perspective then we cannot know that character as well yeah. and he can be more sinister because we don't have to do as much background. I'm thinking, and I think having the... Sorry, you go. I, it's not worth saying. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say, 50 First Dates subtitle, Can You Survive All 50? <laughs> and it's kind of like a scary... And we make it and an, it's interactive an interactive ride. escape room. <laughs> 50 First Dates Survive the you Night. You have to go through 50 escape rooms in a row and every single time it's Has a date with Adam <laughs> Um, actually, yeah. If no, that's it, very good. Yeah. Beachfront escape room. Yeah. If, we, if we did it this way, you could have it where. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say all ideas presented on this podcast are copyright. Maybe yeah. <laughs> no one is allowed to do that. <laughs> um, it, it is um, when when she begins to see the discrepancy between the tape and her journal. You have the characters of her dad and her brother to go to, and you can either decide to have them on the side of her or on the side of Adam Sandler, maybe. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then even you can, you, you know, that's, you could, that's dark, man. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but you could be like, you know, they could they could have come to this decision that her in a relationship with Henry is better than her not in a relationship with Henry. And so however he wants to make that work, he can make that work. And then you can see, and they can kind of be pulled between the two of them, maybe. I don't know. I think that could be kind of interesting. Mm. What if we tell it from the perspective of the daughter <laughs> who is in the film for 30 seconds? That yeah. would actually be so that good. That would actually be a very good play. Because this, this girl's mum forgets who she is every single day. <laughs> It's you horrible. just get to the end of, so it's the whole it's the whole play without the daughter in it and you get to the end of the play and then the daughter is like presenting to her class and she's like and that's and what that's it would have been like if my mum hadn't got better and, like, and that's just it there you go um I mean, I think you could introduce a daughter character at some point earlier on rather than just having it right at the end of yeah, the Yeah, I feel like yeah so if we make the second act of the film the first act of the show yeah and then we we do a new thing for the second... We do a third act of the film as our second act of the I show. I really like that. I, because I am actually very interested in... I mean, the daughter is in the... I mean, so, like, the end of the film is, like, Drew Barrymore. She she watches this video again, um, and she remembers her whole life. And Well, she doesn't remember it, but, like, she's informed about her whole life and the accident and, and yeah. everything. And then she goes up on the boat, and Adam Sandler is there, and he's like, "Hey, honey, you're awake again. Do you want to do you want to meet your daughter?" And then that's like the end of the film. Uh, that's that could be the end of the first act of the play. Yeah, Turns because down. I genuinely feel like the daughter's perspective on this is like really okay. Interesting. Okay, okay. So here's an idea: the first act is is from Drew Barrymore's character's perspective mm. and it's and it's we begin to see this like towards the end of the act she begins to become suspicious of discrepancies between the tape and her journal yeah. and just as it's coming to a head because if we were skipping about in time as well oh we can go wherever we like well time. this thing we can skip eight what, eight years this is my thought it's just as just yeah. as it's coming to a head it, it jumps four years mm. and or like well let's say like eight years or whatever and she has a daughter and the end of the first act is her meeting her daughter <gasps> and she thought she was getting somewhere with the journal and stuff but then she's like oh man I've suddenly got a daughter I didn't even realise this Whoa. and then the second act we tell from the daughter's perspective and it's about her experience of having a mum that doesn't remember anything. And then, because then we get an outside perspective on Adam Sandler. Yeah, well. exactly. Sorry, Henry. It's not actually Adam Sandler in this <laughs> film. <laughs> no, Adam Sandler's <laughs> first stage role will be with us. <laughs> and it will be... But yeah, I think that's really nice. And also, um, okay, the things we have to decide, though. So, firstly, okay, so when, when it skips eight years, do we skip eight years by the fact that she, for some reason, has stopped writing in the journal for, for eight years? Well, maybe he stopped Maybe he writing stopped writing in the journal. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's, maybe that's a really interesting thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then from the daughter's perspective, what do we decide? Do we decide... What do we decide the motive of Henry is? What do we decide he wants? Yeah, is he actually okay? Yeah. Because well, we I wonder whether it's about this thing of he's trying to protect her, but he sees that as... Yeah, you're right. I just realised this podcast is stupid. I love it. It's very good. <laughs> We're talking about fifty first dates. Yeah, now we've been What? Okay. So, but what? What if? Um... <laughs> There's no, but that's the thing. I think yeah. it's a silly rom com that shouldn't be a rom com, but is a really interesting it doesn't necessarily mean that psychological thriller that we're going that way as it is yeah. but it, but regardless of what we're doing with it it is a really interesting premise for drama yeah, yeah I, absolutely I find it actually quite bizarre that this premise is comedy yeah because it yeah. doesn't make it yeah. and, and I think okay so you could do it where his character his, his idea is that to protect her he makes their relationship seem as positive as it can be yeah 
and you can, and you can explore that in the second act. Again, if we're jumping back in time, we can jump back to a moment where she's like, "This relationship isn't going to work because you know, like in the film where she's like, I forget every day. Mm. This relationship doesn't work. I want to let you go." Mm. And he decides the only way it's going to work for her is if she doesn't have any memory of the idea that she wanted to let him go and she wanted to break up with him. Yeah, and then that. And that's kind of a, mani- a manipulation, but you can kind of understand why he does that. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, because I, I was expecting when, when Drew Barrymore goes to Anna Sandler and is like, I've been writing this journal, I, so I've, I've known, I'll, I've learned about our relationship, and I've decided that we have to break up because you shouldn't have to persuade me to fall in love with you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was going to just let her forget that that happened. And I was yeah. actually, I was actually happy that the film didn't do that because I was like that would have been not good but that could be um, really interesting but it would be an like, interesting like premise yeah especially Definitely. if the point is we're not being told the story from his perspective we're being told from her perspective yeah and we could have a day from from the girl's perspective in the second act we could have a day where there's a big argument there's a big fight there's something very upsetting happens and then the next day and it resets mm, sort of thing mm. and how yeah, how the daughter deals with that, and also we can sort of see from her perspective how the how Henry deals with that as well. Yeah. Um, now, a thing I wanted to discuss is that in the film, mm-hmm. there is a weirdly long scene where we see the whole car accident happen. <laughs> but we, but we, now, we, are we, we going to stage that? Okay. <laughs> so the first thing is, we actually just don't. What we do see is just a car spin around for a full minute. <laughs> for a full minute. Yeah, and then we see... Why not two Then minutes? we see a pineapple hit the ground and then just a crashed car. Yeah. <laughs> I am thinking I've written down <laughs> pineapple motif question mark yeah. because in the film there is a kind of consistent presence of pineapple. Chekhov's pineapple, yeah. Chekhov's pineapple. At the end, he shoots him with pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder, but I wonder, well, I wonder if we, we do have something tragic happen at the end. Like, where... Yeah. So where is this? Yeah. The, my question earlier as well was, where is this going? Yeah, where, yeah. What's the end point of this? So I suppose this thing is, if we did it where through the first act she's she's becoming suspicious of the discrepancies, and then it skips eight years, and it's like he somehow not let her write in her journal, she stopped writing in her journal, or something like that, and she suddenly got a daughter. Mm. Then if we're then telling it from the daughter's perspective, I mean, it's kind of like, do we want to find? A conclusion where she ends things with him? Do we want to find a conclusion that is fully tragic and there's some death No, involved, I think or? he's redeemed. Because I think, I mean, as much as we are officially staging the film Fifty First Dates, in which Adam Sandler, <laughs> Henry Roth, is a good guy, I feel like we can't go too far. <laughs> like, and I'm, actually, he's a murderer. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe not murderer, but I'm happy to to just take the premise and run. You yeah. know, I don't think we'd have to worry about Well, true, but I, I do think it would be nice to have this suspicion, but then, I mean, he's, he, I think I think Henry is a, he's misguided because he loves her so much. I, I like that. As, not, yeah. Well, yeah, we want some depth of character. I, we don't I, just want, like, evil man. I, don't, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think there is an opportunity for a redemption arc, and maybe having that shown through the daughter's eyes, because she, I mean, you know... And with kids, you love both your parents and you can struggle with them, but actually, and if she can understand why he has had to manipulate things for her mum. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of like she's uh, pulled between the two. The daughter two becomes now. complicit in Adam Sandler's chicanery. I maybe. Don't know if I use that word correctly. But, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe something like, like that. Like maybe she decides she has to. <laughs> yeah. I think a question that will help us here is where. So they end up on the boat. And we were originally like, okay, Hawaii is a bit of a silly setting. We don't know anything about Hawaii. I don't know. We haven't really discarded the beachfront idea. Right. Well, here's what I think, right? (laughs) Actually, putting them alone on a boat 
on an actual boat. Well, we could build a boat. There's no audience. <laughs> it's just, they, they just perform it on a boat for themselves. No, I, the stage is a normal. Okay, the stage is a normal stage. What I mean is. The, oh right! The second okay. the deck of a boat. Yeah, right. That's really good. It gives like, us that isolation. Bottle episode, exactly. Type. Yeah, yeah. That's really because really otherwise you've got to worry about all like this. The second act, anyway, because otherwise you've got to worry about. I was, all yeah, these I was going to say things. they've been on this boat for like ten years. No, I think, well, I they think if they're on the boat in the second act. I think. Oh, just the second act. Yeah, because in the first act we want, we want to introduce <laughs> this concept is, in the first act. The show's on a beachfront, right? Little hut on the beachfront, and then right at the end of the first, all the way through the first act, there's just a boat. Coming <laughs> from the horizon, right? In the, and they timed like, it so right at the going? end of the first act, it just smashes onto the beach, <laughs> and then the second act takes place on there. <laughs> That's good theatre. <laughs> it's dynamic. It's, it's dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> this That's <is> good. <laughs> no, but <laughs> we we recently seen a production of Love's Labour's Lost where they just drove a car on at the end of the first act. What? So we yeah. drive the car on. The car crash happens. That's when the oh, that's when the no. scene is. When, when it a crashes, pineapple tumbles out. When it crashes, it turns into a boat. <laughs> that's good. That's How good. can we make this happen? Um, I agree. The budget for set design is I do agree. Well, my, at first I was thinking The guy from Transformers is on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At first I was thinking about the two settings could be her house and the diner. But you could do that maybe for the first act and then it's just on the boat for this, the mm. second act. Because the good thing about the lack of a boat is actually you don't need to do any set. Yeah. You can have it in a black box. Yeah, but one of those little funnel things. <laughs> what? You know the funnels on boats? You know the boat funnels. <laughs> what? Where the, steam, where the steam goes out from. Oh, that's true. The thing, the thing that you put it on stage and you're either on the roof of an apartment in the 90s yeah, or, or a boat. boat. And you don't know which one yeah. it is. What but sort of it, a little Adam Sandler boat or maybe a cruise ship? Ooh. Perhaps. He takes them on a world cruise. <laughs> For 10 years. For 51st cruises. <laughs> Starring Tom Cruise, can we get him involved? <laughs> get him involved. Um, Sponsored by PO Ferris. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, no, they're not. They're not. Okay, it's not Fifty First Cruises. It's Fifty First Channel Crossings, and so they, they, it's set in Dover yeah, in the first they, act, and then they just they just go from Calais to Folkestone. Every, yeah, day. every day, every day. That's good. Uh, That's good. I see. I feel like the problem with even better is the chain ferry between. Um, uh, Sandbanks and the little spit thing are off of Bournemouth. And Adam Sandler <laughs> has hijacked it's it. A, it's a hot, day. it's a 30 minute chain ferry. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing about this though is that we've missed a lot of like stuff that I wrote down is actually like quite nice theatrical moments. Like, so mm-hmm. there's this moment where after a particularly good first date, one of the 50. Um, I think he says actually it's like date number 28 or something. Yeah. No, it's kiss number 28. Yeah. And every time she's like, there's nothing like a first kiss. Yeah. Love that. Um, and then he proposes to her yeah. right before they fall asleep. And then there's this actually, like, great moment, which is, like, really good, <laughs> where um, they're both falling asleep together. It's the first time he's fallen asleep with her, and we're all like, ah, is she going to forget overnight and then not know who this man is? And he proposes to her, right, they're falling asleep, and she says yes. And then... He's like, please don't forget me. And she's like, I'd never forget you. And then we see them waking up and she like opens her eyes and you're like, oh, oh, oh. And she looks at him like very kindly. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, she remembered. 
she remembered him. Like, this is so huge. Um, and then she, like, screams and hits him with a yeah. chair or something? <laughs> she doesn't know who this man is. But that moment is fantastic. fantastic. But yeah. I think you can do that in the... That thing of not knowing if she's going to remember him. And, and you, in some ways, you can start it where... You could either do the, do it where you're, you're starting it where she already knows him, or he already knows her even, um, and you can still have um, that moment included in the first half, or even yeah. you can do it as a flashback in the second half or something like that. I think that's a first act thing. I think it works in the first It's got to be first, because otherwise we know that she doesn't remember him if right, it's a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But so, I, so I think, yeah, we've started on that, that first day, at least that Adam Sandler knows of. Where she, what is it that happens? She like notices that a newspaper is like several it's, months after it's when she thought it was. Someone giving her a parking ticket, and yeah. she realizes because she has a permit or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, no, it's because her her tax disc, which no longer exists, is out of date. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm. And um, and she's like, oh, you can't give me a ticket, or whatever. And and but then and then she starts freaking out, and she looks at the newspapers and everything, and realizes, and then she has to go back. Yeah, and her dad has I think to starting it. on that day is very good. Yeah, because that immediately brings the audience. Because all we need is the line, we're having a bad day, and then it makes. Sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And then what well, and then you can go well, I mean that moment happens after that, doesn't it? But you could you could do it as before that or after yeah, that, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Um, um and I think that's the fun thing is having this thing where she kind of exists out of time means that you can play with the Henry's timeline as much as you like because we're only seeing her days in some ways yeah 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 or at least for the first half and maybe if it was more linear for the second half when it's from the daughter's perspective yeah that could be interesting um yeah that is a really good moment though and it was and it's one that you could reproduce on stage quite well and and it's a kind of a thing that I think would be very frantic assembly-esque I saw a production of Way Upstream by um at Chichester Festival Theatre a few years ago and um, Frantic Assembly had worked on the transitions between scenes because essentially it's all happening over like a weekend but there's like a couple hours in between each scene and so what they did is they did this thing where they had like a kind of flashing light and then they had like you could see the sun going up behind the stage and going down and then they did these weird like movements that made it look like a sped up footage Mm -hmm. and it was really really cool and so the actors would be like mopping it was actually on a boat that um, show as well they were like mopping the deck or something like that and it would look like they were like skipping time even though they're just like that's so good it was really cool but we'll you can do, do something like yeah, we'll, we'll do, do exactly that. that and then <laughs> lying in bed. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> but like toss and turn. It's like you see um oh what's Alan Partridge, that's it. In the most recent series of Alan Partridge, there's an episode where he goes to a sleep clinic and then they're showing he's doing like a one show thing and they're showing the footage of him in the sleep clinic and it's him in the bed. But then he starts scratching his bum and then they speed it up and he's doing it for like four <laughs> hours overnight. I like that. So like that. that. So we got Steve, that I was watching one again. Steve Cogan as Adam Sun. <laughs> as Henry Roth. Yeah. He's not playing Henry Roth, he's playing Adam Sandler as Henry Roth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that those albums are like, Steve Coogan is Adam Sandler is <laughs> Henry Roth is evil. <laughs> um, no, I we did... just do the toss and turn thing that James did and Redoubt that are out there now available to watch online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good. Whoever came up with that is really <laughs> clever. I've written something really stupid down, but that I wanted to share with the audience. Mr. Honolulu urine test scene. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the times we laughed. Yeah, Maybe we get a dark backstory <laughs> for Mr. Honolulu's subplot really comes to the fore. What if, what if the main plot is jumping about in time, but then Doug's plot is completely like, <laughs> it's, the very it's happening in a theatre next door. <laughs> <laughs> 
like an eight born s. Like yeah. an eight born. <laughs> That's it's happening. They're, they're just that they're both almost on, no relation. They're both on the beach front. Yeah, just happening at the same time. You can just see Doug in the distance <laughs> to a significantly smaller audience. <laughs> Is it a one-man show? It's a one-man show focusing around the urine test scene. <laughs> it's Doug being like, do I have a massive asshole?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a Fleabag reference for the, for the record. And who hasn't watched yeah, Fleabag yeah. does need to know that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Where are we at? Okay, are we still okay. saying it on a beach? Okay, so, I don't actually know with a boat crashing. Well, okay, so I think, I think... Okay, so I think... So we've got, we've got, when are we setting it? I think we want to remove phones, so I think 90s is still good. Or or do we want to make... Yeah, no, a bit's a period piece. Because the, the, the thing is, is the... Oh, the, the I like the VHS tape Yeah, and also because well. the, the whole yeah, thing the is like... It's the 1800s. <laughs> but he has VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1800s, this thing has a whole different thing. We make it like a timeless Scandi, like... <laughs> it's, it's sort of like wintery and stuff, and he just rocks up with his VHS tape. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, wearing a turtleneck. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I started thinking that you would update it, but then the thing is, is in this in th- this time, you wake up, the first thing you do is you turn your phone on, you see the dates wrong, you freak out. Yeah. So it, it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like the idea of setting it in, um, yeah, back in the 90s. Well, it was 2004, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. Or well, early 2000s. Late, late, Pre-iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Pre-iPhone. Um, so no, not too long ago. Okay, that's when. Where is a, is a different question. Yeah. I like the idea of setting the second act on a boat, and we can motivate that in a similar way by we don't have to have him wanting to go hunt walruses. I don't understand that part. Of the he Wait, he hunted. Hunt he wants to go see them. He doesn't want to hunt. That's them. even less they're purposeful. His, they're his friends. He just wants to go look at walruses. Yeah. His job is looking at walruses. Why did he have looking to at one walrus specifically, Joko? Well, there there's are actually others. four. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a there's a there's, it's there's a, a plot, the walrus right? has a harem. Yeah. yeah. We, so we have Doug, and then further down the beach, <laughs> he's a walrus. a man dressed as a walrus. Doing a one-man show about his three Warwick girlfriends. <laughs> That's okay. good. That's good. That's good. But we don't... It's okay, so he has some dream of just living on the ocean. Let's just say he has a dream of living on the ocean. Yeah. And that's... That's how they do that. Yeah. They can even do it on a barge. Yeah. You can set it on a canal. Mm. That's fun. Quaint I English. think canal... Canal boats, like narrow boats, are... They're kind of... There's something creepy about yeah. that as, like, a, a contained space as well. Yeah. And, oh, the set could be literally, like... It's in traverse. It's, like, yeah, exactly. Ah. And it's, like, the corridor of the narrow boat, mm. but then you're seeing it from both sides as an audience. Oh, I like that. That's so good. What about the first act? Well, so this thing, you set it on a... It's on the beach. <laughs> you got the two sides of the audience. And then at the end, a crane lowers... <laughs> Lowers the narrow boat set down. Okay. That's very good. You do have to tell the audience to get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So none of them are crushed. Adam Sandler's crushed onto the Caution. Caution. Adam yeah. Sandler killed live on stage every night. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but you can't give away the end. It's like the mousetrap. You're not allowed to tell anyone. Yeah. I think, if, I think if it's if it's only for the second act, you could have a set that you can wheel on. Okay. Or whatever. Here's so Unlimited budget is what I think. Okay. Traverse. Yeah. The first act is it's just a floor, and we we make that the house for a little bit and start and a couple of bits of furniture come on to indicate that. Yeah. Unlimited I, budget. It's just a floor. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I do with unlimited budget. We've got the um, floor. The money. <laughs> 
on a floor. Okay, fine. I know what you mean. The furniture is where the money really comes No, from. I will... Okay. It's just, a really nice floor. Just, <laughs> not a fucking finish. Okay. So, um... We have so we have that kind of those indications. We have the cafe. We have the, we have those two sets: the house and the cafe. Mm-hmm. And we can even have the cafe on one side, the house on the other, and she can just run between them. Whatever. I quite like that. And then rather than the fucking crane lowering, or <laughs> a wheeled on thing. There's we have a, we've got a raised trapdoor stage of some kind. Yeah. And in the interval, the or even at the end, just before the end of the interval, or. Yeah, before the end of the interval, oh, when, the when she realises that she has a daughter, when we've skipped that four years, oh, she wakes up, and then she's standing on the roof of the barge, oh, which then raises up. up. That's, that's the money. That, and she realises... <laughs> now we understand money. where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> and then she realises that she's on the roof of a like barge. Like Dear Evan Hansen with the, the orchard. The yeah, end. except yeah. for a good reason, and with you used for more than two minutes. Oh. Um, I'm not a fan of the production of oh, no. Anyway, um, and and then and then underneath her is the is this set for the second act. That's really cool. And if that's... and if the second act had some going on below and some going on on top, that's so sick. Yeah, I like that. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why you let me fucking finish. So, so right. <laughs> where are we setting it then? Bath. It almost doesn't matter. As long as it's not so wall. walls. Marlow, I guess. <laughs> but I just. I, I think the first act, it doesn't quite matter. It just matters that they go to a canal boat. Yeah. We just need a cafe and a house. That I really don't want him to be a vet a, a, a No, that's not happening. The whole first ah. act, I, I think we cut the friend that has a shortcut. We've cut, we cut, obviously we cut the Happy Madison references because what? <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no, it's, all right, <laughs> scrap all of this. It's just the Happy Madison <laughs> It's <references>. a show. <laughs> It's just that one scene where they're trying to hit a golf ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, nope, didn't have anything to say about <laughs> it. I did, I forgot what it was going to be. Okay, I really like this, though. Yeah, me too. So the th- Then the next yeah. thing we have to really make a decision on is, what is the motive of Henry? How does it end? Okay. I think I like the idea that the motive is that he... The reason he's doing this is because he cares a lot about her and he thinks that this is the best way to maintain uh, a healthy relationship for the both of them. In that, like... He doesn't want to upset her. Yeah, he doesn't want... Imagine... I mean, it's enough that she's waking up every morning and realising that she's forgotten everything Mm -hmm. and learning about her husband and her daughter to then also be like, oh, and two weeks ago we had this fight about who did the dishes or whatever. It feels like that's, you know... His intention is that... I'm going to paint this nice picture just because it's the most reassuring way of having a relationship I mean, with her. do we need... A, I feel like we would need a good reason for them to fight because the film yeah. paints a pretty saccharine interpretation of their relationship. But also, like, that sort of would be the case in a situation because she meets him every day and she falls in love with him any day, every day. Like, it's not like she has time to be mad at him about anything. But it, Well, but then we have that thing of... Her she can have days where she doesn't fall in love Unless... Well, that, that's good. That is also good. I was going to say maybe Doug dies. <sighs> but he doesn't tell I, her because they're on the boat. Right. And they're never going to see him. I really yeah. do think cool. that we we can find a way to reference but not have on stage these the two family characters. I like this. Because as so a two-hander in the first act and a three-hander in the second the act. Daughter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if it's even like a skip of like 16 years? They're like gone like a nearly adult daughter. And then well, I think that's more interesting as well because like a six-year-old daughter, however old she is, is not going to be like the easiest... 
Like she hasn't had time to process any of that relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, oh, it's mummy. Well, we that could. That would be crazy. Yeah, and also it's better for casting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I do want to be specific. Doug is dead. Doug is dead. Doug, Doug, Doug like died of steroid overdose. No, I was going to say it's a Miss Hol- Mr. Honolulu mishap. <laughs> oh no! Something's happened. <laughs> Right, okay. And, and Adam Sandler clearly knows. So if you I watch like this that. play again, it's clear from the first act that Doug is dead. Well, from the beginning. From the beginning. Oh, boy. No, but but we don't realise until the second act. So, so, But if you watched it again, okay, you would Because so, I was thinking it'd be like, you know, like eight years after the, the daughter was born or something, he died. But you're saying from the start. No, Doug's gone. Doug's gone. I mean, I did originally mean just in the second act, but you know what? I've had enough of yeah. Doug. <laughs> I've had enough of him. After wanting to give him his own solo show, you know, I don't want him at all. So, well, on, no, so, the solo show is a prequel. Okay. So the, the leading end up, of the... Leading up, so just to clarify, <laughs> the end of Doug's one-man show down the beach is him <laughs> dying. So it's like, it's like how you used to go to cinema, you'd watch a B-movie before before the main feature you go and watch (laughs) Doug's one man show before the play and he dies and then and then so you know and so so maybe in the first act she asks questions about Doug or whatever and Adam Sonnen just doesn't quite answer them and in the second act it's because we realise that he's dead okay I really like that without (laughs) the the one man show okay (laughs) that's not like the main thing right we don't get to the end of the play and we're like Doug's dead oh no this character we never actually (laughs) but it it does give them a reason to have a huge fight her finding out on the boat yes and that and I, and I guess it's the, and then it, it's that whole conversation if, if she's becoming suspicious of these discrepancies in the first act actually you can have this huge argument about actually like what control do you have over my memory what control do I have yeah. what agency can I still this have is interesting though because he has to navigate that every day yeah as in if, if, if Doug because I was thinking about this while watching it last night like if Doug or her dad Nameless dad? Is it just Lucy's dad? I don't no, know. No, no, he has a name. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know. Lucy's dad. Like, if either of them two died, like, does he have to tell her that every single morning? Yeah. She's grieving forever. Yeah. You know. And actually, the film kind of leaves it open to Doug being dead. The film is a film. Maybe it's canonical that Doug is on, dead on the boat. The dad it's, is it's there. The dad, but not Doug. Think about it. Think. About it. <laughs> 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 I, re- I really like that I, I think that that's it's just something that can be a cause for tension between the two and then and that also allows us to redeem Adam Sandler yeah because it can, from the second act if it's if the daughter is teenage she can be helping him navigate that mm. um and they're trying to figure no, out we, we don't, tell her we every don't day. redeem Henry we redeem Adam Sandler <laughs> we redeem Adam Sandler <laughs> like, at the, the end he gets the role they, in Uncut they, Gems they turn around and they're like Adam Sandler is redeemed he's <laughs> redeemed <laughs> we forgive him for making 50 it's like days. it's like a Brexian ending where like <laughs> someone just comes out and in RP talks about how Adam Sandler's redeemed <laughs> they rip off the moustache yeah. yeah. and they're like the bitch that bore him is in here again <laughs> that's not your OE reference sorry that was very specific um, okay yeah okay so I like that. So then, yeah, so then the second act becomes kind of like... So we've acknowledged this this kind of tension, this feeling that he's lying or manipulating um, Lucy. Mm. And then the second act is about understanding why he's doing that, yeah. but through the eyes of their daughter 16 years later. Yeah. That's really cool. That's oh. good. I want to make this show. <laughs> and also, well, this thing, it also fits... I know we're not doing this but it fits within our ethos as a company of of talking about how who owns narratives and about how we present narratives yeah 
It really is about that. And I think it's so important to be presenting this narrative about a woman who has memory loss, not from the guy trying to date her, but actually from her perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, stupid. it's a very It would have been so much decision. a better film if they told it from her perspective, at least at least in part. It's because it's such a, a twist a at the beginning. And, it's, and that's the thing, and it's like, is it, you know... Maybe it's because of like Adam Sandler as like a yeah, someone I mean, who can carry he, a film. He's, but he's not a second character. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a second. But then at the same guy. time, Drew Barrymore can definitely carry a film. I don't yeah. know. She was actually fantastic in this. Oh, film. she's great. She yeah, was very she was really good. good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I thought I thought she played her very childish to start with, and that was weird. But other than that, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, is there a way of because another really nice moment is that um, the art studio scene so basically um, Adam Sandler leaves after she breaks up with him he goes off on his boat uh, and then he realises via some Beach Boys based realisation that there's some reason she actually does somehow remember him and she runs he runs back to her and he's like do you remember me she's like no but I've done all these paintings of you, like I said. So I, I remember you to a bit. I really like mm, that scene. I like that scene. That realisation that she actually does know him. There's a way, a way of... Could that be redeeming at the end of the show? I mean, if we're going to redeem I mean, Adam Sandler I mean, slash could, Henry... You could do this thing of, she went to a clinic for three months, but we never see that until the end of the show. Or the door, yeah, the door tells her about it or something like that. I think because I'm quite keen to keep the first act to the two settings of the yeah, house yeah. and the cafe. Um, yeah, I mean, she could have done all those paintings at home. Yeah, but but no, you're right. I mean, I think, but yeah. it, that could be something at the end of the thing where we realise that there is something in her that like dreams about him every night or whatever. Yeah, I wonder how we incorporate that. So maybe I, I think that's a really nice moment. Okay, so how about this then? Maybe there was a time before they got married where they had broken up and she had done all of these paintings of him and he came back and there was that the same reconciliation that happens in the film yeah. but we never saw that and then at the end of the play she's she, maybe she confronts her own daughter about about what's you know about the kind of the way that she's been manipulated by the Henry and all of this stuff yeah. and then the daughter shows her those paintings from that time in her life and then there's a, like a kind of realization of yeah that she knows these people. But then, but then we don't know if this is the first time the daughter showed her those paintings. Yeah, mm. a little like a, a little, little end of That's the end. She and says, "Is this the first time you've shown me these paintings?" Yeah, and then it cuts to black. Curtain full. Curtain full. Just like she just like looks up and then yeah, black. Yeah, I she, look, she like looks up that. and she goes. But I really like that. And then, and then and then we play a very loud like da 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 da. <laughs> but no, I like it because it's that thing of the daughter's kind of complicit in in Henry's thing. Okay, and yeah, yeah. She instead of the blackout, we've got this like trap door thing that's come she up. She falls right? through the trap door, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, sort of in the just like instead of a black. Well, we can have a blackout at the same time, but the boat just like drops, like Ooh. fully drops. And then oh, I don't like that. I'm unsettled. No, I mean I like it. Yeah, as, an yeah. Audience, as, as a hypothetical audience member, I'm unsettled. <laughs> You're not even sick. Hearing <laughs> Jake describe it, I got chills. <laughs> um, and we're back. And we're back on land. Yeah. And then we can skip forward however long we like, and we come back to Drew Barrymore's perspective for the end. Ooh, for like an, an epilogue or like a sort of coda. Yeah. Whew. And then it's we the diner. Have... Adam oh. Sandler walks in. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it's the diner. A uh, hundred years in the future. <laughs> oh, 
No, okay, maybe. Space maybe. Nightmare. Okay, maybe. Um, this could take space on. <laughs> this could take place on a spaceship. <laughs> okay, okay, no, but hang on. Maybe, 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 maybe. First space. Maybe we skip. We skip 20, 30 years ahead at yeah. the end. We, we, we do this drop down. Sure. We skip 20, 30 years. We're back in the cafe, right? And I love to refer to a cafe because you can see, you can have a table and you can put the chairs on the normal sides of the table and it doesn't look weird. Yeah. Um, and what happens is the daughter walks in and we realise it's been 20 or 30 years. <gasps> Adam Sandler's character is dead. <gasps> and the daughter has reset everything and decided that instead of like trying to like look after her mother, she would let her go back to the routine of going to the cafe every day. Whoa. And she will go and sit with her and meet her as a friend. Ooh. And uh, befriend and, okay, her. And what if we have a There's fourth so... actor who is like an older woman who's now playing Drew Barrymore's character and the daughter is played by the person that had been playing <gasps> Drew Barrymore the whole time. Oh, that's so good. Whew. That is, oh, that's something. How does Doug fit into this? Is Doug he's still? Dead. He's dead. The Doug, whole time. We've done the Doug okay, dead. We've done the Doug. Doug's dead. We've done that. That's plot. gone. Okay. That plot's done. Okay. But we maybe... call that the A plot. We're now doing the B. Plot. <laughs> We're doing the B plot. <laughs> that's so good, though. So she just goes back to the way that the dad and the brother had been handling it before. Yeah. Yeah. She realizes this is for the best. That's which amazing. it isn't. It's not well, for the best. For, for the best uh, for her. Yeah. Because we've spent the whole second act getting to know this daughter character yeah. and her struggles oh, with man. her lack of relationship with her mother and how she she knows that at some point she's going to take yeah. on responsibility. And how she's had to be, be complicit in her father's manipulation. Yeah. And we see that with the paintings and that it's not been the first time um, that she's had to do that. And then, yeah, and then she just realises that actually if I'm going to have a life, I'm just going to have to do it exactly how I thought I could do it. Yeah. The, this is this, so so good. this premise is really good. It's, it's just a shame they made it into a shitty rom-com. Yeah, it's like, kind of wasted that's really good uh, what's interesting about that as well though is maybe like the idea that she's now an old woman but she still thinks that she's like 20 or something yeah well, she, cool because she never well, has to look in a mirror in the, the cafe yeah does she still have the videos every morning or not no I know yeah. I think I think they've reset they don't do that anymore and now she, she noticed up. she was old well no they take out the mirrors in her house she can look at her hand and be like oh damn I'm old you can't <laughs> can do that <clears throat> She has to know to an extent. But, so maybe, maybe, but maybe the daughter has just cut out a lot of the info. Maybe it's just the slimline video. Yeah, it's just like... That you have this accent, you're 80 now. Yeah. Okay, but I just I just really liked the idea of ending as we began, where she goes and like befriends her instead of saying, I'm your daughter. No, but I like that. You we do can still that. do that. Where she's like... Because this way, she only has to see her for 20 minutes in a day yeah. rather than see her for a whole day. Yeah. So she just makes it so that, you know... Maybe she doesn't she... need to know that it's her daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the video might just say it's her. Right. And yeah. then we don't have to do that. But I, like, I just like... Also, no, 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 maybe this is... Yeah. It doesn't even mention her yeah. and it's like she's meeting her for the first time yeah. every single day so she sees her mum but she only speaks to her for 20 minutes and it's like for her mum it's like she's meeting her for the first time mm. every day so she just slims like, slim lines everything down to just you had this accident this is like 60 years later or whatever the, you know nothing's happened no questions yeah yeah <laughs> Doug's dead though Doug, Doug is dead but it's go, go to this cafe <laughs> and then she goes to the cafe but then yeah the daughter's meeting her every day but she doesn't Know that it's her daughter, kind of thing. So you still get that, yeah. But it kind of and we, and we know that it's the and daughter. then that conversation could be the daughter telling her about what now what her life is, yeah. And how she actually has a life and she has her own. And Drew Barrymore's just like, great. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. And then that, remember that, well, that is a good place coda. to end it. Yeah, because that's the coda. I mm. really like this. This is all so good. Do really Let's like do it, it right now. I, uh, another quick bit I want to talk about. Yeah. It is Doug based. Because a lot of my notes <laughs> are Doug heavy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now there's this one scene where somebody insults Doug. Uh, it's yeah. Ten Second Tom, who we didn't even talk about. Ten Second Tom. Ten Second Tom, ten second Tom is not in our play. It's Ten Second Tom insults Doug, and Doug goes, "Go wet yourself," which is. One of the funniest lines I've ever heard. That's absolutely fantastic. That. You know he multiple... says it very quietly. He goes, go wet yourself. <laughs> and maybe that's the title of Doug's one-man show down the beach. Go wet what I'm suggesting. There are multiple <laughs> jokes in that film that are said twice in yeah, the same film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what? what? Go wet yourself right, is actually so in every scene. Doug's one-man show is called Go Wet Yourself. <laughs> and it begins with him telling... But it's actually a two-man show. <laughs> it begins with him telling Ten Second Tom to go wet himself. But then at the end of the show, Doug takes too many steroids, wets himself and dies. That's good. In the film, it's not that he wets himself, it's he has wet dreams. Oh. Yeah, but that's not why he's telling Ten Second Tom. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. All okay, right, all right. I feel like we've been a weird, like, on the one hand, a highbrow, on the other hand, like, I guess Doug. it's because on the one hand, <laughs> I'm talking about a film, and on the other hand, a really good premise for a play. Yeah. But so I think this is still using a lot of elements for, like, we're not, these are still the kind of the same characters from the film. Because there is an element of, in the film of, like, they really could have just, like, made Henry creepy. Mm, yeah. Like so, because he, he is a creep in the beginning of the film. It's yeah. only when he meets Drew Barrymore's character that he stops being a creep. There's a, there, like so. we're not really changing very much. Yeah, of the narrative yeah. to make this work. I like this. so. So it's called "Go Wait Yourself: A Dark Story, A Dark Production." <laughs> A, mu- a, a muddy dog production. A muddy dog. Oh, no. <laughs> um, um, so that's how we're going to stage. Go wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so James, you go off and work on that project. I will go and work on the first days. There aren't even 50 years. dates in the film. Like, it's not even. Anyway. No, I mean, no, because no, it's set over. It sounds over good. Though, there must right? be more than. It sounds so good, yeah, though. Yeah, it, it does. Must, yeah. 50 Catchy title. What would we call it? I feel like our show is not titled. Well, that would be kind of fun to call it 50 First Dates. And everyone's like, remember that goofy Adam Sandler comedy? And And then then it's dark. It's it's so dark. It's so dark. But I mean, you can still have Mm. elements of humour in there. Oh, it will be funny. We will have a mechanical walrus playing (laughs) Coco for comic relief. We will bring in Willy the Penguin. Yeah. Obviously, we've got to do the scene where the walrus throws up so much. And then, and then Adam Sandler's character suggests that he planned that? He planned yeah, it, because yeah, yeah. he can speak English to this walrus yeah, yeah. throughout the film. <laughs> I like how the walrus There are two waves. buddy cop characters. The There's the guy played by, what's his name? Ula. Yeah, yeah Ula. Yeah. Rob and then, Schneider, yeah. Rob Schneider. And then That's Rob the Schneider? Wait, is it? Yeah, it is Rob Schneider. Yeah. Oh, my God. In uh, weird, like, kind of Hot slightly Hawaiian racist face. makeup. Oh, very yeah. racist. Oh, my God. I thought it was a Hawaiian person. No. no. Oh, no. It's always Rob Schneider. I think there Rob are two Schneider. Hawaiian people in this film, and there are people in the cafe. I think oh, that might God. be it. And then also at the end, they play Somewhere Over the Rainbow, the only Hawaiian song. Yeah, it's the only one. So, the only one, the only one they've ever done. Oh, <laughs> no. Awful. Well, well okay, I thanks think for we've, listening, folks. We've come towards fixing it, right? I think we still play Somewhere Over the Rainbow at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's playing uh, in the background in the cafe. That's yeah. what it is. 
we just have a little we have little homages to the film yeah, yeah. Well, there's just a picture of Adam Sandler in the cafe yeah yeah and yeah. then there's just a pineapple like, which is weird because like we said we are casting Adam Sandler oh no we're casting Steve Coogan <laughs> yeah, as Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler. <laughs> and we have a moment where um, Steve Coogan is so old <laughs> we have a moment where they're watching a film together and it is Happy Gilmore that they're watching yeah 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 that's good yeah. Grown Ups 2 Grown Ups 2 I love that <laughs> in the VHS tape it's like what's happened since you've lost me and memory. The, it's taped grown over Grown Ups 2 <laughs> yeah. no but actually like, okay, okay but that does make sense if we set the, the accident in the early 2000s yeah. but by the end of the play it is like 2025 right yeah. and but but, but they don't want to freak her out so they still have a VHS tape because otherwise she'd be like what the fuck is this DVD play yeah. mm, true. Or, that's fact, true. what the fuck is this streaming service what the fuck is this Apple play yeah. what the fuck I mean, is, I that, like, <laughs> on Netflix you can now stream Lucy's Good Morning <laughs> <laughs> and nobody has any clue what it is that's very really funny <laughs> they, they play £8 a month to yeah. stream <laughs> um and so they don't want to figure out they don't, have, they don't they don't use phones in front of her all yeah. kind of stuff the cafe is now like 2003 themed like yeah. for her benefit that's really cool yeah. I like that a lot I mean we don't really we don't really have to actually like explicitly say any of this it's just like this is what it's in our heads yeah 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 I really like that um yeah that's cool that's oh good. man I'm oh. so oh, I did not have I came in with this like what if it was a psychological thriller idea and I had no idea where we were going to get with that but this this is working this is yeah Mm. And I think we've kind of we've got we've moved away from the kind of physical theatre aspect of it, haven't we? I mean, you can bit. still use elements of that between that. scenes and stuff. Yeah, and, and 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 I think you can build montage into it using that. Yeah, um, because you're right. There is, but we, we I guess we can't do the multiple act thing. But actually, making it a two slash three hander is a very useful thing to do. Yeah, because it actors are expensive, and but even, even so, I think. W- even if they weren't expensive we've got unlimited money we've got a floor well, that's true <laughs> I, you know what this floor is not as expensive like, it's, it's, like that, this is a doable thing yeah, you yeah, know? and I think the thing that the, the cast members is, is actually just that stripping it back mm. to just those like, those three those one two three four relationships but, mm, yeah sort yeah. of I don't think we'd do we, I'd wonder how much we'd explore the relationship to the daughter and the father but it's just you just get more time with them yeah. it's more interesting yeah and more opportunity for like really good acting. Yeah, I think as well. Yeah, I think I think so. It, it brings the casting as Lucy. We've got Steve Coogan <laughs> as Henry, hypothetically. Who who are we casting as Lucy? Um, Billy Piper. Billy Piper. <laughs> you know what? I can see. She'd that. be good. Get She'd Drew Barrymore back in. Can we do like maybe Saoirse Ronan as the teenage daughter? I would love that. I would for love her. that. Okay. Are we done? I have one. It has, no, okay. There's a moment where he sings a song. Do we want him to sing a song? I like that. I wrote down the song. You could oh, you could have him. You could have him sing it in both acts. Um, but it's but different. You could do a real different tonal shift in and oh, yeah. Yeah, how creepy it is. Yeah, because also the song that is actually in the movie. Half of it's cute and it's like Lucy, I love you, and yeah. half of it's like your ass is so choice, dude. You have such a good ass. Like that's half the lyrics. So no, I like. Yeah, you, you can use it twice, and it, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, also, we have the scene where he hallucinates her being really sexy. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing that shit. Not the oh, Okay. Do we want to do the first time they have sex from her perspective? That's difficult. I feel like leave it. I, I, don't, I don't yeah. know if it's. I mean, I you mean, could. That'd be quite interesting. And again, you can't do the cutaway that you can do in film. So you've got to actually have the mouth sex on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want that. No, but you, no, you could do it from her perspective. That would be really interesting. Oh, well, there's lots of blackouts yeah. going on here, on there? There's loads of blackouts going on. <laughs> yeah. So that would be good. Back to film. Maybe. Oh. 
Go on. Thought. 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 Feeling. You have that moment happening. Which one? The Where they first have sex. Oh, okay. And it's from her perspective. And then he leaves, and then that's when the canal boat comes up and she meets her daughter. But does that imply that she got pregnant from... No, no, no. I prefer right. that she wakes up and then she read, She sees the tape. She reads her journal. She's reading her yeah, journal. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. And then, it, and then the state, and it goes up and up and up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. But it could be, like, just after the first time that she sleeps with Henry. Oh, I see. That's the last time before that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Although, no, no we, want, we, want, we want to do the whole marriage thing that yeah, doesn't... Yeah, yeah, I think we want more right, before yeah. then. Um, and I like the idea that, that it really takes the audience by surprise that we're skipped. We don't want to make it that obvious. We could do a few, like, quite normal days. Yeah. And okay. then suddenly... Or just one normal day, and it feels like yeah. that's what a normal day is. So. And we feel like we're coming to the end, almost. And yeah. Like, where is this going? We yeah. only tell the audience it's one act. <laughs> they all They've all made the plans. They've all made dinner plans. <laughs> Um, we said this is this is this is performed on a boat to no audience. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I really okay. I like that though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just really like the image of, um, like, would you like to meet your daughter? The daughter character comes in. And she's sixteen. And then, whew, she's sixteen. Blackout interval. Like, I just love that That's so much. Crazy. So okay. That's Are we happy? I'm happy. Are you I'm happy? thrilled. That sounded sarcastic. No, I am. <laughs> no, I am. I'm, I'm happy. No, I'm, I'm a good really Would you like to play Adam Sandler as Henry Roth? Uh, no, no, no. I'd no, like to play Steve Coogan. I was like, <laughs> James Acker is. is Steve, Steve Coogan is. Adam Sandler is. Henry Roth is dead. So. <laughs> for the coda. For the coda. For the Just coda. for the coda. Okay, James, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks for, for coming for in. Me. Had a wonderful time. I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed this one. It's been a fun one. It has. It has. It's been a, there's it's been, been some bit jokes. A bit of a quirky one. We've had some laughs, but we've also come up with a really good idea. James, is there any way people can contact you? No. Would you like people to get in touch if they like the sound of you? I'm off the grid. We made a joke off pod about how I might promo my private Instagram. Do so, it. Uh, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's private, Caleb. All, right. All of my emotions are on there. <laughs> Uh, so just kidding, I don't have any impression. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm heartless. Uh, uh, please don't contact me. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Don't, don't contact touch. James. Um, and we wish you best of luck. You're auditioning for drama school at the moment. So I am. Anyone listening to this, let me into your drama school. <laughs> <laughs> and James will be in our production in Edinburgh of our new play, Feeling Stupidity, oh, as well. Oh, I will. Which we will be telling you more it's about. It's going to be a bloody good months. time, boys. Um, Caleb? Yeah. Where can people find you online? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Caleb Lebster, C-A-L-E-B-L-E-B-S-T-E-R. And where can people find you, Jake? Thanks for remembering to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my face go. That was it. That's everything. <laughs> um, I am on Twitter at Jake Reesh. That's Jake R-E-E-S-H. And this was the Maybe You Like It podcast, and we are Maybe You Like It Productions. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Maybe You Like It. That's Maybe You, the letter, like it in a tech speak you or you can find us on Facebook at Maybe You Like It Productions that's with a normal Y-O-U you <laughs> or you can find us online at www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk or drop us an email at info at maybeyoulikeit.co.uk can't stress okay. this enough do not contact me <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks for listening everyone we'll see you very soon oh and if you did enjoy that please do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or rate us there too maybe you like that maybe you didn't yay 
That was a Maybe You Like It production. Maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't.